0: disclaimer, because this episode is going to be talking about my experiences. And I just wanted to put this disclaimer at the front to let you know that I am not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or a gynecologist. So in this episode, you're going to need to be taking my advice with a grain of salt. If you're experiencing postpartum depression, please reach out to one of those people to get help for yourself. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. hey everybody and welcome back to kylie says today i want to talk about something that i feel like as an industry and just as a society as a whole we don't talk about enough and that is postpartum depression i never thought that i would be someone who would have actually dealt with postpartum depression and looking back now on my experience with my eating disorder and just some of the things that i think had cropped up for me emotionally throughout my life I can now identify with them as being moments of or, you know, periods of depression or anxiety or moments in time that for me felt like these serious lows that I could not get out of and I did not understand how I was in this situation or what I was possibly going to do. Almost like where you feel like your life is ending, not in a suicidal degree, but in this overwhelming I'm the walls are closing in on me. I don't know what to do feeling and I definitely had moments like that throughout my life But I never really identified with them as being moments of anxiety. So When I became pregnant with my daughter I was honestly the happiest that I had ever been I was so excited to be pregnant and honestly I loved my pregnancy so much both of my pregnancies were, you know great for the most part like i was healthy and all of that sort of thing i was sick until like 24 months with both of them like throwing up nonstop. tmi but that was probably the worst of it so i really can't complain i thought it was the most beautiful period in time for my body i had never loved my body more than when i was pregnant with my daughter i felt like for the first time i was letting go of all of these old insecurities around my body and how I felt about myself. And I was willing to wear things that were tied again because I loved the shape of my tummy and the idea that my baby was growing in there and this idea that she was mine and only mine for as long as she was gonna be in my tummy. And in this selfish way, I did not wanna share her with the world because I knew things about her that no one knew. like. She would get the hiccups after I ate almost every single night. And by feeling her hiccups, I could tell where her little face was. And when you're only getting ultrasounds a few times throughout your pregnancy, but you are dying to know like, where is my baby? Where is your little head? Where are your feet? You'll obviously start to feel that as you get farther along and you're so big that you can easily tell like, oh, that was an elbow or a knee or something. And oh my gosh, I can feel your feet. And I had the most magical experience one night when I was touching my tummy late at night just thinking about how lucky I was and how happy I was. And I truly felt her foot go against my hand almost as like this, you know, we're we're connected. Like, I love you. You're reaching out and I'm reaching out. And it was so special. And then our breastfeeding journey was amazing. like. I was so lucky as soon as she was born she latched right away and fed for kid you not 45 minutes and she was a long feeder she fed for a really long time so all of those things that i think after you have your first child maybe you become a little bit more anxious about like how is this going to go the second time around especially if you had any sort of traumatic experience associated with that and to be clear a traumatic experience associated with that can simply be the stress or anxiety of your child not latching properly or of needing to find the right formula because your child had, you know, terrible allergies, or just didn't sit well in their tummy. Like Kins was what our pediatrician called a happy spitter, because she was always spitting up, but it wasn't for any reason other than that was kind of just what she did, and it wasn't because she was sick or ill or allergic. That was just her process. So we dealt with it, but then. What no one really talked about, or if they did talk about it in the two to three days that you're in the hospital when you're so overwhelmed and your adrenaline and serotonin is so incredibly high because you're just starting this breastfeeding journey, and it's actually shown that when you and your child are going through your breastfeeding journey, you're literally increasing dopamine in both of your brains. Dopamine is this happy chemical that just, can make you feel ecstatic, like you were the happiest person in the world, you don't know why, you're just so pleased with life in that moment. And breastfeeding produces that hormone in both child and mommy. And my daughter at around six months just chose to stop breastfeeding. And I remember the last like few weeks before she stopped breastfeeding i was getting very stressed every time i tried to feed her because she was becoming fussier and fussier i felt like i was literally having to like shove you know me into her mouth to try to feed and she was fighting me and pulling back and arching her back and doing all of these things and these feelings of inadequacy just came over me in such a way that it made me so upset i I just started feeling like, why is this not working? What am I doing wrong? Who am I supposed to turn to? Clearly, she's getting enough food because she's growing. So that's good. But we had an introduced formula to her. She luckily was still she was occasionally drinking from a bottle. But very rarely, like up until six months, she was 100%. Like breastfed, pretty much she would. I would give her a bottle if I happened to pump after a feeding session, which again, as I mentioned, were like very long, like 45 minutes. So after that period of time, when you're kind of just like exhausted from the process, for me at least the last thing that I wanted to do was just sit there and pump longer. So I never really did that. So I didn't have like a stash stored up, nothing. I just was assuming that this would be our process for a long time. I was super happy, you know, for the most part. But I think... Once I once I tried to feed her one night, she just refused and like literally refused and I was so devastated. I just was almost in this state of shock. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Do we have to go buy formula? Do I have to start actually trying to use this pump? Does this mean I'm going to have to pump all the time? Does this mean that my daughter and I aren't going to have this bond anymore? Because what people tell you about is, You're going to have this beautiful breastfeeding journey yes of course there might be some highs and lows but for me none of the what if scenarios were ever discussed it was either you're going to have a good breastfeeding journey or you're not it wasn't here are some of the things that can at times be tricky or like here's when you need to catch yourself and realize that you're this isn't your fault and here's when you're going to need to be gentle to yourself to better understand that all kids are different and one person's experience doesn't mean that your experience is going to be the same way or hey it's important to be mindful that comparison is you know beneficial at times to say like oh you know that was a good tip i'm thankful that i was able to relate to that and identify with that so that i can incorporate that into how i parent but also some of the comparisons that are out there especially with social media can make you just feel like absolute shit and i think what happened for me when i went through that period was a i was already super hard on myself if you listen to this to the very first podcast of my show then you will know that i have a tendency to be incredibly hard on myself expect a lot of myself and want perfection and so when that doesn't happen that sends me into a bit of a tailspin and so When my daughter just decided on her own that she wanted to stop breastfeeding, and this wasn't an option for me to have made or to have control over, that lack of control made me feel like I was absolutely spinning out of control. Like There was almost nothing worse in the world for me at that time than the fact that she wanted to stop breastfeeding because I was not ready to stop breastfeeding. And I think that that was one of the things that I wish doctors or someone, you know, on a podcast like I'm doing now or someone on social media had maybe prepared me for better was the idea that, hey, well, everyone talks about, oh, I had to wean my children off at this age because our breastfeeding journey was so wonderful. That was 100% not my experience. When my daughter decided she was over it, she was fucking over it. And there was no going back. So I didn't have this grace period, so to say, where we were able to wean off of that experience. I was able to treasure those last few minutes. I truly felt like something had slipped through my fingers and like sand. It was those pieces that I wanted to hold on to for so long just slipped right through my fingers and fell to my feet and there was absolutely nothing i could do about it and i was just left looking at the pile of sand on the floor and thinking how am i going to pick this up again and how am i going to hold this close to me and what if this experience is never the same because something i did wasn't right she didn't like something i was doing and mind you when you're breastfeeding you have to be so mindful about what you're eating the medicine that you're taking the you know the amount of alcohol and coffee and spices and herbs that you're putting into your body because everything is transmitted through your breast milk to your baby i was using alcohol strips if i had one glass of wine to make sure that no drops of liquor could be transferred to my baby i was giving away or i'm sorry i was giving up you know like sushi and things that had mercury in it i was being mindful of not eating anything that was spicy so that my baby wouldn't then be fussy like i would do i was doing anything and everything to try to be the best mom possible so that my baby was as comfortable healthy happy nourished and nurtured as she could possibly be so when she just chose to go cold turkey basically It truly broke my heart because I felt like something I did wasn't right and that there was a reason that she chose to not want to breastfeed anymore and to me that was like almost a personal attack because you as the mother are the only one who can provide that experience for your baby the husband can obviously feed the baby and give them a bottle and rock them to sleep or any of those other things. But up until that point, if you've, you know, been able to breastfeed, that is something that only you as the mom can do, and there's a lot of pressure and overwhelm that comes with that, but it's also the most magical experience if it works and goes well for you. And so not having had, you know, any conversations with anyone, around, well, hey, if this doesn't go exactly as planned, this is not because you've done anything wrong, because you're a bad mom, because you have done something that your child didn't like, because whatever you're producing is not good enough for your baby, nothing. Like none of those conversations were had. And I think it is so important for moms to know, you know, whether you're a first time mom, a fourth time mom or so on, those first few months are really hard and very draining and while they go by quickly in hindsight in the moment it feels so long almost like everyone says it goes by so fast it's kind of like one of those moments where it's like the sky is blue, but like, yeah, pr- I'm going to go take a look for myself just to be sure. It's almost one of those things where it's like you can tell anyone it'll go by so fast. Like just, you know, hang in there, bear, bear with it. But until you've gone through it, it is absolutely impossible to understand. And that was a bit of my experience with postpartum depression. I don't think that I'd really read much about it also when I was pregnant I read a ton of baby books and like how to prepare for your baby things to do for your body things to avoid so many things to avoid so obviously there's like this excitement when your baby's born that you can start doing some of these things again and start having coffee again or you know if you already were having coffee great but like oh maybe you know I'll have a larger coffee this time or I'll have one with more that's not decaf or whatever the case may be but then you give up so in a way you give up so much of those things to try to provide the best like space and living environment for your baby and then you're going to all of these doctor appointments because obviously you're you have a gynecologist but they're checking up on you just as much as they're checking in on the baby so you know at that moment in time it's about like how is mom feeling today okay you're gaining a healthy amount of weight okay baby looks great sounds great this is amazing and then it's almost this because you're still being taken care of then as the mom like you're going to the doctor appointments you don't and for me like not having another baby obviously i didn't know some of these things at the time but one thing that i think changes so dramatically that was not necessarily a shock to me in any way but looking back i think that it's it can be potentially harmful is that when you're in the process of going to all of these doctor's appointments and you have people who genuinely need to check on you to make sure that you are healthy and you have to do these tests and do these glucose, you know, drink these awful glucose drinks to make sure you're not getting gestational diabetes and you know, where your blood sugar is too high and can cause some concerns for you or your baby everything is about like, let's make sure that mom is as healthy as can be. So you have this support system that's really centered around ensuring that the mom, you know, you are healthy, taking care of, getting rest, drinking a lot of water, doing whatever you need to do for yourself. Oh, go get a foot massage, get a prenatal massage, you know, make sure you're going to bed early, drinking water, yada, yada, yada. All of this stuff is focused on the mom. And then as soon as you have your baby, Everything is focused on your baby. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like rightly so. I'm not saying this in a selfish way or I hope it's not coming across that way. But I think one thing that contributed to my feelings of not being seen in some sort of a way was that after you have that baby, you're not really having checkups for yourself anymore. You're not doing or going to... You know meet with your gynecologist regularly where they're like hey how are you you know how are you feeling how is it now that you have your baby or when you're or when you are in that process it's like okay it's those appointments that you have to make so even though other people might be asking you that it's still not the same as when you're actually talking to like a therapist or someone and you're able to get out some of those emotions and have someone kind of bounce back your ideas or your feelings to you in a way that they can help kind of frame what you might be thinking negatively about what you're doing and frame for you the fact that like this is actually a totally normal feeling to have. So my point about all of this ramble that I've been doing so far is that after my daughter stopped breastfeeding is when I almost went into this tailspin where I was so emotionally drained and upset. I just felt like after that period, I did not know even how to feed her anymore. I just felt totally out of my element and the reason why i brought up the dopamine earlier is because i was actually unaware of this dopamine connection between mother and child during the breastfeeding process so i was unaware that as soon the reason why it's you know it's recommended that you wean your children off of breastfeeding is so that baby and mom can kind of wean off of that process together and not have this shock to their systems and i did not know that and therefore i did not have the opportunity to go through the weaning process myself and for me i think that that process was almost more so needed for me than it was for her she made the decision she was good she was ready for bottles she didn't want to breastfeed and you know she still loved me and it was great i did not feel that way though i felt like something must be wrong with me i'm doing something wrong why did this happen you i never hear anyone talking about this everyone always talks about being you know this is something that they choose i did not choose that i was not ready to stop breastfeeding yet yes i had gone back to work so it was i wasn't able to breastfeed her as often as i liked and it was incredibly difficult to actually pump at work in this tiny little room where we had to put basically like blinds over the windows it was a room that was traditionally used as a conference room so people you know kind of knew afterwards like okay this has become kylie's mother's room but it's still super awkward and uncomfortable to just be like okay here i am tits out at work in a conference room where someone may come in or you know try to open the door in the middle of it like all of that stress is also being transferred into your breast milk like your cortisol levels are so high so it wasn't even the best environment where i felt totally relaxed like being able to pump at work gave me this opportunity to, you know, get a ton of milk. And I, it was such a great experience. Like, I had to lug a cooler to the office. I had to wash all of my breast pump parts in the sink where everyone's washing their dirty dishes. Like, it was just not, it wasn't a good process. So, you know, trying to do, trying to pump at work to ensure that she had enough milk when I came home was just a very stressful thing. And that's when I started to realize, like, okay, she's not actually feeding. me as much i'm not making as much because the process was so stressful and i kind of like blacked some of this out i think a little bit because it was not fun you know you i was doing it because i felt like i had to do it like if i stopped breastfeeding because i was so overwhelmed by it that i would be a bad mom because it was only six months in i had to push through longer than this and I just started going through this period where it was almost like when you're so sad that anything will make you cry like I just remember sometimes sitting in my room and just bawling my eyes out and just feeling like everything I'm doing is not working I'm wasting all of this time I'm a bad mom I have no one to talk to I'm so alone my husband doesn't understand No one is hearing me. Who do I turn to? Why is this happening to me? Why did my daughter stop wanting to breastfeed? Where do I go from here? And it was almost like just this feeling of overwhelming dread. And it's like when you're so tired, like imagine that you went to a wedding, you danced the night away and your feet are killing you, but you had, you know, you had a good time. But then when you actually get in the car, And you're on your way home and you realize, oh my gosh, I can barely keep my eyes open. Like that was so exhausting and I exerted so much energy tonight. That's how I felt all the time. Like it was like I could never get a good night's sleep. Like I was never fully rested. I would wake up and just feel exhausted. Everything I did was in like a lethargy mode. I just felt like there was no energy or oomph to Anything that I was doing, everything was like with a cloud hovering around me, like even getting out on a walk. I just felt like no one better fucking cross me today because I am not in the mood. Like that's kind of how I felt all the time. So obviously that's not the best mindset to be in as a new mom, like as a partner. You're still trying to keep, you know, your child alive, your marriage alive. You want to be the best version of yourself when you're bringing this new baby into the world. And also like they're going through transitional periods, too. You know, you're looking at your damn app about what leap are they in? How do I best support them during this leap? There is nothing for moms like, hey, you might be going through this leap or you might be going through this moment in time here mom you might be experiencing this there's nothing like that all it is and this was my point from the beginning like the entire time you're pregnant everything is focused on the mom and obviously on the the baby but afterwards there's not like this period where they kind of wean you off of this let's make sure that we're taking care of you it just becomes do whatever you have to do to take care of your baby and anything other than that is not good enough so there's not really this grace period or this grace in how to parent other than you do whatever the fuck you have to do and if that's not good enough then do better instead of it's not going to be the same experience for everyone if you aren't able to breastfeed or you don't believe in it or you think it's going to be too stressful and put a huge strain on your emotional you know and mental well-being then don't do it and there is so much pressure put on moms about being able to produce breast milk and if you can't or for any reason like you had a traumatic birth and your body just you know went against it you are not a bad mom like you cannot control your own physiology when it comes to this sort of thing and there is such a link between your your brain chemistry and you know trauma and then how that holds how you hold it in your body it's just not even healthy so i almost feel like <clears throat> maybe I need to create some sort of a of an app for moms that are postpartum where instead of you just going through all of the leaps that your baby is going through, like let's talk about the leaps that you might be going through as a mom when you reach all of these periods. You know, we talk about the four-month sleep regression. Great. Well, hey, mom, you might also be feeling this at that time. We talk about the eight-month sleep regression. Like once your baby hits that six-month time frame, those last six months before they go before they hit a year come so quickly and that is just fact I don't care what anyone says six months feels like such an amazing milestone you're seeing this little person truly develop in front of you outside of this little like potato that's just kind of sitting around and it's just incredible like how fast time goes but after what felt like months of going through that I went to go see my gynecologist and I spoke to the nurse practitioner, and I remember because she had, I really, really like the nurse practitioner that's from our office. It wasn't my core gyno, and she had a woman with her that was training. And I remember that they were sitting across from me, and I was sitting on the bed with the crinkly paper underneath my butt. Let me just like paint this scene for you. It's the nurse practitioner staring at me, and then the student standing behind her, and both of them are just staring at me. And I felt so vulnerable because I knew that I was there to basically tell them I am not okay and I need help. What do I do? And I just was bawling the entire time. And I think that they stayed with me longer than they needed to because I honestly got the, I was getting the energy from them that they were like, oh no, this is not what we thought we were dealing with today. She is not well and we need to help her before we can just let her walk out of this office. Like I just unloaded all of the feelings I was feeling like, Basically I told them, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not okay. I'm not happy, I'm crying all the time. Everything is making me upset. My daughter chose to stop breastfeeding and it's thrown me into a complete tailspin. I feel like I am losing control of my life. I don't know how to be a good mom because I wasn't ready for this and I have no control. Please help me, what do I need to do to feel better? What are you gonna do for me? What do I need to do? Like basically I was just begging them for help. And thankfully, Truly, thankfully for her, she said, you need to go talk to someone and I think you need to get on medication. And I had this stigma about anti-anxiety medication and like depression medication because I just didn't like the stigma around it. Like there is a stigma around it until you become comfortable once you've been on it for a while. Or in my opinion, that was my perspective as it's like Only people that are really fucked up need to take that stuff. And like, that's not me. Like, yeah, I'm clearly struggling because I'm here and I'm bawling in front of you and groveling, like, help me. But I'm not that fucked up. Like, I don't need to take this medication. Like, give me a break. I just need you to help me feel better. So tell me what I should do to feel better. And it can't just be medicine. And also, I kind of felt like in my husband's culture, he doesn't take medication, like, for anything. Even if he has a terrible headache or migraine. So I was honestly afraid of how are we going to have this conversation that I'm so messed up that I need to go on medication? Is this going to be something that he supports? Is it going to be safe for me to take while I'm still pumping? Is it going to be safe for me to take if we want to try to get pregnant again and I still need to be on this medication? I had all of these questions that I was not totally comfortable with, but the first step that they told me is you need to go and talk to a therapist and you should find someone who specializes in postpartum. So I went and I found someone and I was seeing her for months. And I truly enjoyed my conversations with her. I felt like she was so amazing and helpful. And she was also very much to the point where I would ask her a question or, you know, tell her about an experience that happened in my life or in my marriage or something. And she would shoot it to me straight, whether it was something I wanted to hear or not. And for me personally, that's the type of feedback that I need. I don't want someone who's gonna walk around or tiptoe around a point when i need to hear it and it's clear that i'm leaning towards something but i'm in, i'm incapable of kind of saying exactly what it is until someone throws it back in my face and i'm like oh yeah you know saying it out loud my intuition was telling me this but i just didn't listen to it so you know, this is why I've been struggling with making this decision because I continue to kind of push what I'm supposed to do out of the way because I feel like the right thing to do for other people or from what I've read has to do this instead of just listening to what is going to work for me. So I saw her for multiple months and then every session ended pretty much the same. We would start talking. I feel like we talked about the same things over and over every time the medication was brought up. And mind you this entire time that i was seeing her and going to therapy i had not started taking my medication i had had a prescription for it i had not filled it because i wasn't comfortable with it yet and finally after i don't know four months of talking to a therapist she basically just laid it out for me in very clear terminology and she told me you know with all due respect i love seeing you and it's great that we're able you know that you have this outlet and that I can work with you but you've been going through this process for months and every time you come to see me you are just in tears and I can only help you so much but what I am telling you is that this medication will help you and what the best thing you can do for yourself right now is be the best version of yourself if you're let's say like she said something like if you had a heart problem and you needed to take heart medicine to stay alive would you feel bad about taking that heart medicine if not then why do you feel so bad about taking this that's going to help you be the best mom you can be keep you grounded and allow you to see things in a more clear light that's going to be healthier for you your baby your husband and the new family that you're building together like what about that is bad and i kept thinking about that statement because i was and she even asked me like if your parents had some sort of an issue you know knock on wood god forbid where they were required to take medication but they had they didn't like taking medication because they thought it was for weak people but they needed to to stay alive and be healthy would you tell them don't take it because you know taking medication means that something's wrong with you or would you tell them what the hell is wrong with you? You need to take this to stay alive. Who cares what it said? Like, who cares what people think? Take the medication. And it took me a few sessions of going through this process with her until I finally was able to actually call the pharmacy to fill my prescription. And I kid you not, within two days of taking this medication, I felt better. I started to almost see the light at the end of the tunnel again. It's almost like when you're underwater and you're looking up, and you're swimming up and you can see the sun shining through the top of the water, but your head hasn't quite like broken out of the water where you can see how beautiful it is above water. That's pretty much how I felt all the time. Like I felt like I was just drowning and I could not get to the top of the water where I could just break my head through and realize like, oh my gosh, there's actually something beautiful on the other side. And I am still on anti-anxiety and depression medication today. I was taking, I personally was taking Celexa, and the generic name is Citalopram, and it's safe to take during pregnancy while breastfeeding. I took it all throughout my pregnancy with my son the entire time I breastfed him, um, which was, well, I pumped the whole time with him because he only latched for two weeks before his tongue tied, but that was for a year. So, I mean, and it was safe. That was the main thing that was concerning to me. It was like, is this going to be safe for my child? i had very little concern about is this going to be safe for me as much as i had a concern about what are people going to think and i think that so many moms have that comparison theory in their head that well is this wrong am i going to be labeled as a bad mom there's so much mom shaming and everything that happens today i think i personally and maybe this is just because i feel better and more rooted in my parenting today than i did then But at the time, I felt like, especially when you're trying to figure out like what the hell am I even doing? What does it mean to be a good mom, a good parent? It's really hard to know if you're on the right track. So when you look online and you're looking on social media and everything looks so hunky-dory, it's hard not to look at yourself in the mirror and you're in sweats, you have breast milk all over you, your house is a pigsty, you haven't eaten regular food that's not fast food in weeks. You know, It's hard not to look at yourself and be like, what am I doing here? Is this how my life is always going to be? And that also can contribute to postpartum depression. You know, I think that there's this idea that, okay, you have a baby and then you lose all your baby weight, you're back, your body is back, you're bouncing back. And I wrote a blog post about this, but I hate the term bouncing back because, like, for me, for instance, so what would I be bouncing back to? This awful relationship with my body and food that I had before my pregnancy, where. I was bulimic and went through binge eating disorder and had the worst amount of self-love, if any self-love that I could even imagine. Like what what are you bouncing back to exactly? Like I think if it's coming from a place of positivity, if you had a good relationship with your body and with what you ate and how you exercised and nourished yourself before children, then this this could be something that makes more sense for you for me the term bouncing back was a hindrance to me feeling like i was making any progress or what even forward progress looked like because i mean i was at you know some point trying to feed a toddler and figure out oh what do they like how are they supposed to eat but truly i almost felt like i was a toddler myself in terms of how to eat for my body and how to eat for myself and i still am to this day like when you go through that process where you're emotionally eating and then purging, or your, you know, whatever the case might be, it's very hard to then eat like an actual grown adult. Like I am a grown ass woman who is eating like a, a fucking toddler, myself trying to feed a toddler. Like there are so many nuances about let's bounce your body back that I think can contribute to postpartum depression. Not every body is going to bounce back ever. Like your body may change and it may be changed forever. That doesn't mean that it's any worse or that you're any worse off than you were, you know, when you started before you had a baby. But your body is meant to change and adapt and grow. And that's just life. And I'm coming to terms with that to a degree, like your inner beauty and your outer beauty may not always mesh in terms of how you view yourself but truly the more that you can just accept where you are at in your life, the better you're going to feel. And I'm not trying to encourage everyone to get on medication because that's not going to be the right option for everyone. But I know for me, it was the best thing that I could have done for myself at the time when I finally just prioritized my own mental well-being by saying, I cannot continue to stay in this space. I cannot continue to be so upset all the time I cannot continue to wallow in this self-doubt and this you know low self-esteem and just this self-hatred that I had for myself because my daughter chose to stop breastfeeding before I was ready for it like I just couldn't be there anymore I stayed there for as long as I felt like I could without going into a dark deep place that I couldn't crawl out of And that's why i actually reached out for help in the first place because i felt like i was getting to this point where i was almost the anxiety that i had was so high that i felt like if i don't get out of this now i don't know if i'm going to get out of this and that was very scary like i have high expectations for myself i'm a high performer traditionally you know like i i have goals that i want to meet and i have things that i want to do throughout my day and i'm very scheduled and i think that was also something that you know it was hard for me to turn off from things like work like it was great to be able to not have to check my email but let me tell you something it is absolutely 100% work to be on maternity leave I never would have realized that before because you just don't see all of the things that happen when your co-workers on maternity leave it is not a break it is not a vacation it is none of those things and You know you are keeping a human being alive with your own body like i'm sorry that is the best work that you could possibly be doing but it's also the hardest because not only are you responsible for that but you're also responsible for your own mental and emotional well-being and no one else before your pregnancy no one else after your pregnancy is going to be in charge or change that for you only you can be in charge of that so If that means that you need to take medication, then girlfriend, go to the doctor and get a prescription. Try it out. You might have to play around with your doses a bit. For instance, I work with my psychiatrist right now, and if I know I have a big moment in time coming up that might impact me negatively or throw me into a bit of a spiral if I think it's going to be something that's gonna impact how I view myself physically or like I need to be in front of a lot of people Um, You know at a wedding or I think I'm gonna feel really insecure or something like that We up my dose because I need to be at more of that like very baseline level Where it's almost like those emotions just don't penetrate my mind in the same way and then after those sorts of moments in time Like I did that for my sister's wedding and then after those moments in time I can go back to what my baseline was with like a normal range And mind you, when I say I'm going up, it's like the smallest of amounts, like 10 milligrams at the maximum. And then I just go back to my normal. And again, like this is only to be determined between you and your psychiatrist, but that for me makes sense. And I feel so much more empowered about making decisions for my body now and making decisions that I think are best for my mind, because I actually went through that period. And I have so much, I have so much respect and you know, just sincerity towards anyone who's gone through postpartum depression because it's just something, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, that you don't understand unless you're going through it. Like, it's not something that's going to make sense to your husband, for instance, or your partner, you know, whomever you're with, or married to, or love, or who's whomever is living with you during this period. It just won't make sense to them unless they've gone through it themselves. And you don't need to you know beat a dead horse trying to make it make sense. Just get yourself help. Whatever that might look like for you. And for me I felt like I don't have all this time to go and do all of these self-care things because I'm exhausted. I'm going back to work. I'm commuting for like 3 hours a day. Then I have to eat dinner. Then I have to make you, you know make you food. Then I have to shower and work out and do all these things. So it's like the last thing that's on your mind is truly caring for yourself. So once you actually take that first step of identifying like, hey, I'm not okay, the rest will be easier if you just accept it. Like just accept, you know, I'm not an, I'm not functioning at my highest right now. And think about, I know people say this a lot, but truly like think about what you would tell your sister or your best girlfriend or, you know, your mom. Like if you look back on, and your mom was going through this with you, you know, which was honestly probably happening a lot more than any of us realize. And I don't know if, The stigmas that were there for me before I started, I bet that those were absolutely multiplied and, you know, during my mom's time and not seen as something that you need, you know, it's safe to do because there's probably not research or even something that was considered. I think back to my mom's period in time and it was probably just a, you know, bear, grin through it and deal with it. And that is just not. That's just not okay and luckily i think the stigma around this is starting to kind of release a little bit i think companies like bobby are doing a really great job of trying to break the stigma around some of the mental and emotional like health physical barriers that women can face around the pressure of breastfeeding and the pressure of using formula and i think that there are a lot of brands that especially on social media have kind of tried to push those messages a lot more and i think that's a really positive thing i don't think that there is necessarily a ton of that beforehand and also before there was social media you're kind of just stuck in these own internal feelings so you don't also know at that point like is anyone else experiencing this or i'm am i completely alone and feeling this so ultimately at the end of the day if you're dealing with postpartum depression you are absolutely not alone but you do need to go get help like now i hope that this episode was helpful or at least you know someone could connect to it and see that there are so many emotions that go on with even being able to identify and lock in with, hey, you know what? I actually don't think I'm okay. And then figuring out how to get better. And like, I'll talk about what it means to get well and do the work in another episode. But for the sake of today, I just wanted to talk about how hard it is to truly identify when you are in this period of postpartum depression. And then all of the emotions that come with that acceptance. I'm not a doctor, so as you know, I mentioned the the disclaimer, like take my advice with a grain of salt because only you can do what's right for you. I am not your doctor, your psychologist, or your psychiatrist, but hopefully I can be your friend in crisis and be your partner in your own wellness journey. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for another episode of Kylie Says.